Welcome to TNT on T Online, where we get ready for Pastor Scott to share with us Bible study on this Thursday afternoon. He should be with us shortly, and we look forward to having a great time and study with Pastor Scott. So be with us. Hold on, and he will be with he will be with us in just a short time. Well, hello there. I bid you with Jesus joy. What a wonderful opportunity it is for us to gather back to study as far as Bible study is concerned. And of course, seeing all of you joining us as far as being online. And we thank God for your presence. Let me just say Happy New Year to everybody that I have not had the opportunity to greet. It is my hope and prayer that your new year has gotten off to a wonderful start. And um, we thank the Lord for each and every one of you that's joining us as far as this time of study is concerned. Uh, before we get started, I just want to say that um, this incident with our young brother uh, in um, in Buffalo, um, who was, how can I say, um, almost taken out of here because of um, uh, because of uh, tragedy as far as um, uh, a hit was concerned on Thursday night. We thank God that the Lord is lying for Damar Hamlin uh, to continue to improve. And what a wonderful uh, tribute uh it is as far as people coming together to pray for him, to pray for his family, to lift up the power of prayer. It's just absolutely astounding uh, how even out of this painful situation, God is getting glory. Kind of what I want to talk about today, uh, how God gets glory. But uh, it is just mind blowing watching how people are talking about God and talking about prayer. And talking about miracles um, uh, in a rather uh, incredible way, but also at the same time uh, giving uh, a testament and a testimony to the miraculous supernatural power of God. And so we're going to be lifting him up as far as our time together is concerned. So having said all that, we're going to go ahead and get started as far as today's time of study is concerned. And um, I'm going to ask that we would bow our heads for a word of prayer. God, we come and we thank you for this wonderful opportunity to study your word, to learn more about you. We pray, oh God, that by the power and presence of your Holy Spirit, that you will be in our midst. You are the master teacher. And Lord, we want you to teach us your precepts. Let your word be a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our pathway. Show yourself strong and mighty as only you can, O oh God, and we will bless your name for that. 
So, Lord, we pray right now that you would take me, this fragile, faulty piece of clay, and use me for your glory. It is in the name of your son, Jesus Christ, we pray, and in his name we claim it done. Amen. Amen. And amen. Well, as we prepare to uh, go to the Lord, as far as our time of study is concerned, uh, what I want to do is be very intentional uh, with the time that we have. And so with that, uh, I want to, if I could, call your attention to, uh, let me see, uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 3. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, and I want to look at verse 18, 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18, and then we're going to go to 2 Corinthians chapter 4, uh, verse uh, 17 and 18, 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 17 and verse 18. And um, if you have it, um, if you don't mind putting in the chat, amen. <laughs> amen. Second Corinthians chapter three, verse uh, 18. And it reads like this. But we all with unveil face. Uh but we all with unveiled face beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the image from glory to glory just as by the Spirit of God. Okay, so that's uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18. Um so let me unpack this because it's really coming from a context uh, where God veiled Moses' face or covered Moses' face when he wanted to see the face of God. And God basically told him, you cannot see my face and live, but I will put you in the cleft and you can see my back and uh, get a glimpse of my glory. So, what we see right now is really a transition from the old covenant to the new covenant. And what people really didn't realize was when they were looking at Jesus, they were looking at in human expression, the face of God. They were looking at the very glory of God. Now I'm laying this foundation uh, very intentionally because I want you to understand that we're going to be talking about um the glory of God, the glory of God. And what does that have to do with evil? It has everything to do with suffering and evil because uh, it is that glory that transforms everything that has been corrupted by the demonic, by evil and sin into something precious and to something beautiful. So I want to be very intentional with what I unpack for you all today. So God hid Moses in the cleft of the rock allowed for him to catch a glimpse of his glory uh, as far as that's concerned. So that's one aspect of glory, looking at the very brightness, the very face of God. Okay, that's one aspect of God's glory, brightness, luminosity. Uh, it is like you 
trying to look straight up at the sun uh, during an eclipse and you're told not to because it could burn your retina. All right. But there's another aspect of glory. And uh, I want to call your attention to Second uh, Corinthians chapter four, verse 17 and 18. Second Corinthians chapter four, verse 17 and, and 18. And uh, that particular rendering, we will find these words printed. <clears throat> for our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. Did you all catch that? A far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen, but the things which are seen are temporary, but things which are not seen are eternal. All right. So in this particular instance, in this particular instance, look at what Paul is laying out for us. He has talked about the brightness, the luminosity, uh, the face of God in chapter three of second Corinthians. He is now talking about the weight, the weight of God, which is connected to God's glory in chapter four. And he's talking about how all of us, we will be exposed to uh, the very weight of God because we are children of God. So what he is letting us know is that I don't want you to get discouraged or to lose heart by virtue of the fact that I am doing something in the midst of, watch this, suffering. That God is using suffering to transform and renew us into the very essence of God. Um, and uh, uh, Sister Deb, I'm going to ask if you would, we got somebody trying to spam us. So if you could get that out and block that off, that would greatly greatly be appreciated. Uh, this is what we have to deal with uh, when we're going through moments like this. So Deb, if you would, um, if we could get that blocked, that would be greatly, greatly appreciated. Um, Paul wants us to understand that the eternal weight of glory would be the very presence of Jesus Christ himself, the very presence of Jesus Christ himself. And this is amazing because all of the heavy, continuous burdens uh, that we are facing really pale in comparison to the glory of God. Did y'all catch that? Um, everything that we're going through, whatever evil we're facing, whatever problems we're dealing with, whatever suffering we're going through, whatever trials we have to face, that pales in comparison to the very glory of God. And what Paul is trying to do is Paul is trying to get us to shift our perspective and not focus so much on the things that we see not focus so much on the things that are the natural. He is saying that the things that are not seen are the real things, that the things that are, are not seen are the eternal 
things. And so Paul uh, wants us to understand that um, uh, we have something a lot better and a lot greater than uh, what we are dealing with right now. So I say all that to kind of set the context for what we're getting ready to deal with as far as talking about the glory of God, the glory of God and how this glory um, it is so rich. It is so important. It is so uh, outstanding until uh, if you and I can really comprehend and appreciate uh, what God is trying to do by exposing us to this understanding, it will hopefully and prayerfully change our perspective. And it will also help us to navigate our reality from a, watch this, a more positive perspective. It is not to negate the fact that whatever we're dealing with, because check this out, if pain is real, your pain is real. And if your pain is real, uh, and if your pain is ultimate reality, then that's a most miserable existence. That there has to be something greater and better than just the pain and the suffering that we deal with as far as life is concerned. So he's trying to help us understand that the very glory of God is connected to the love of God and the truth of God. The very glory of God is connected to the, to the love of God and the truth of God. And so love and truth that emanates from God has to be a lot greater than the suffering that we find ourselves dealing with. And of course, we know that suffering is connected to evil. It is connected to um, the problems. It is connected to the trials that we find ourselves dealing with. So let's unpack this in a very meaningful and a very practical way uh, so that we can understand what it is that God wants to do. Romans 3.23 helps us to understand one profound thing. And if you don't get nothing else, I want you to understand this. Uh, in Romans 3.23, it says, For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. All right. Paul wants us to understand that because of sin, Jew and Greek, uh, all ethnicities, all problems, all, I mean, all ethnicity, all races, um, both genders have fallen short of the glory of God. That regardless of your socioeconomic status, regardless of your, um, um, uh, regardless of your ethnicity, regardless of your educational background, um, all of us have sin, okay? Um, and because of that, because of our sin, what we have to understand is that there's only so much of the presence of God and the glory of God that we can handle. <laughs> that's why, that's why in worship, when the Lord really started moving in a um, uh, very practical and uh, uh, a manifested way, we really can't handle it. 
we really can't handle it. Um, um, yeah, we, we, we really can't handle it. Uh, <sighs> yeah, we really can't handle it. Um, so let's, 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 let's talk about what glory looks like because we're told by Paul that we have access to by faith into the grace in which we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Glory is, is uh, set forth as a definable aspect of God, but is not yet attained. But because of Christ, it is attainable to those of us who are saved. All right. So we get a glimpse, we, we, we get a, a little taste of this glory in the here and now. Um, in, 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 in Romans 8, and Romans is such a rich book, Paul says that I consider, check this out, I consider um, um, the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. And so basically what Paul is saying is that whatever you're going through, whatever we're dealing with, is nothing compared to the glory that God wants to bring to our lives, drop in our reality, and uh, uh, help us to navigate as far as that is concerned. So once you and I understand and appreciate that, then hopefully, we can understand that glory is something that's given to them or happened to them by the basis of Jesus Christ being what Lord and Savior. So let's talk about what glory looks like, because I'm hoping and praying that as I share this with you all, you'll appreciate what it is that God is trying to do. So there are two understandings of glory. All right. One is the reputation or the fame. Uh, the other one is the splendor of shining light, all right? Reputation or fame, the splendor of shining light. And um, in the Old Testament, whenever they used the word glory of God, it was the weight, the kabod, K-A-B-O-D in the Hebrew, the weight, the heaviness of God, uh, that the Lord showed up in a very powerful and a very heavy weight. And, and you sensed it. Uh, it felt very palpable, but it was supernatural. Okay. Uh, uh, and that happens. That happens. Uh, every now and then in a worship moment, uh, when you're having private time with God, when you're doing the devotional and you get a sense for God doing something uh, with you. Uh, and it's only so much. It's only so much that we as humans can handle because if God shown all showed all of his glory to us, we would die from it. We couldn't handle it. Why? Because sin and the fullness of the divine cannot be in the same space because the glory of God will wipe us out. The, 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 the full glory, the full extent of the glory of God would take us out. So we get glimpses. We get pieces. We get um, a foretaste. Yeah, that's that's it. A foretaste of the movement of God, the glory of God as far as our weight, the 
heaviness of God uh, as far as our reality is concerned. So watch this. So when we're told to give God glory, okay, it's it not something that you and I can bring to God because you and I uh, 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 can't 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 bring glory to God. But really, what it means is that we uh, we acknowledge, yeah, yeah, we acknowledge the the full weight of God's presence in a place or God's presence in something. Um, that that we that we say, God, we know that that you're here. That's what it really means to glorify God. Uh, in the New Testament, the word glory means fame or good opinion. So when one gives glory to another, he speaks good or she speaks good about someone or something to spread their fame abroad. So you and I bring God glory <laughs> when we talk great about God, when we spread the fame of God, when we give a good opinion about God, but also at the same time, uh, when we acknowledge God. The, the second one, though, the second one, uh, which is the, 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 the essence, is it refers to the brilliance, the light, the shining that accompanies God and, and accompanies angels and everything that has to do with heaven. Um, uh, <laughs> this, this, is, this is something that, that whenever we encounter it, and particularly when you read in the Bible, that whenever uh, angels showed up because they were so bright, people would drop to their knees and hide their face on the ground because they could not handle um, the brilliance of the angels. But the brilliance of the angels carry with it what is considered to be the glory of God. So when we talk about this unseen world, uh, whenever the unseen world comes in contact with and is manifested to us in our reality, it's oftentimes a great light. You remember when Jesus was um, born, the birth of Jesus, and the birth of Jesus, when the angels gave word to the shepherds, and they formed a celestial choir, and it was so bright that um, the glory of the Lord shone all around them. Yeah, that was that was God's glory, that brilliance. Uh, remember, uh, no, it wasn't bright like a diamond because diamond it was brighter than that. <laughs> Diamonds can't touch the glory of God. Um, um, that the the angels. Um, appeared to the shepherds and they saw God's glory. Moses, when he was exposed to God's glory, um, uh, Moses, when he was exposed to God's glory, um, uh, his face glowed when he came down from, from that mountain. Um, and so um, with that, uh, that's one aspect of glory. Here's the other thing too. Uh, here's the other thing, too. Remember when Jesus had his transfiguration on Mount Hermon? Uh, we saw the splendor of his glory burst forth, causing his clothes to even shine. And, and Peter, James, and John had to fall down on their knees. And uh, they were talking about, let's make altars to them. So, so with that, this is where we're talking about the 
glory of God, the glory of God. So when we talk about glory, we're talking about really both things, fame, opinion, great opinion about God. And we're also talking about the shining brilliance of God, the heaviness of God, as far as um, reality is, is concerned. Um, uh, so let's, let's, let's move on. Let's move on. Um, the place to which believers are, are going, and we're talking about heaven now, is so shining, so perfect, so splendid, so unsoiled that Paul refers to it as glory. Okay? Because of its outstanding characteristics of all its shining beauty. You and I can't even fully understand what heaven is like. You and I cannot fully understand what the afterlife is like because unfortunately, uh, our world has been so corrupted because of sin and chaos and confusion that it really mars our imagination. And so this is why <laughs> uh, it's unfortunate that even when we talk about um, going to heaven and being in the presence of God, our words fall ever so short. So we're talking about the shining beauty of God, the very light of God is so bright. It's too bright. We can't handle it in the here and now. The, the word glory um, also just indicates uh, all the wonders of the heavenly kingdom that will be manifested at death and at the return of Jesus Christ. Okay. So that's why um, uh, Paul talks about this eternal weight of glory. And Peter talks about the eternal glory by Jesus Christ after you've suffered a while, perfect, established, strengthened, and settled you. Um, uh, this is why uh, Jesus mentioned that ought not the Christ have suffered these things and enter into his glory. It is interesting to note that not even Jesus came into the very fullness of glory after his human existence um, until after the resurrection. And it's interesting to note that Jesus and his humanity shows us how we are to come into the very glory of God uh, after our resurrection. All right. So here, here is where I'm trying to get us. And here is where the shout comes in for me that the very essence of all that God wants to do will not be done until all those whom God has redeemed, whom God has saved, are glorified with the splendor, with the light that they will get at the judgment. And until all those who reject Christ are separated from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his might. Okay. Second Thessalonians one and nine tells us these shall be punished with everlasting destruction 
from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his power. Now, I know, I know, I know we live in a time where folks don't want to talk about hell and stuff like that. But this is really what Paul is talking about, that it will come a time when there will be a separation of those who confess Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, who acknowledge God as the ultimate creator. They will bask in the very presence of God. And those who deny God, who um, uh, deny Jesus Christ, will be separated. So this, this, is where, this is where we are right now. Think about this. Think about this. Prostitutes, murderers, gossipers, uh, adulterers, fornicators, liars, homosexuals, thieves, sinners of every description uh, are not only cleansed from their sins, but are transformed in their habits and in their thoughts and in their attitudes that they have been made right with God. Okay? That's what this is all about. That regardless of who you are, and regardless of what you've done and regardless of the sins you've committed and regardless of all the craziness that we find ourselves, God redeems all of us and makes us right with God so that ultimately we will be able to handle the glory of God. And not only that, they will have been glorified so that they too will have the brightness of God. Did y'all catch that? That they too will have the brightness of God. But notice how God does, and this is where I want to get ready to start bringing this in. That when you and I will reflect the glory of God, that's the demonstration of God's mercy and grace. But even in the here and now, we get a foretaste of it. Uh, very limited, but we get a foretaste of it. God's attributes of mercy and grace are displayed to his glory, his fame and honor. Watch this. Whenever a sinner is saved and began to live for Jesus Christ. That whenever a sinner is saved, they reflect God's glory. So without a doubt, the, the glory is something that is coming to which every believer should be fully informed. The angels are aware of it. They marvel at it because they have basked in the glory of God. But if we could but understand even a small detail of what our future glorification means, we would not allow, and here's what I'm trying to get us to, our present troubles, our present sufferings, our present trials, our present temptations to overwhelm us. When you and I understand what God has in store for us, the stuff that we're dealing with right now should not overwhelm us. As a matter of fact, when you understand what God has in store for us, whatever we're dealing with, we ought to be empowered to work through it and overcome it. Okay. Rather, we would even call the most, watch this, severe persecutions and afflictions 
small stuff. That's what Paul said is light <laughs> when it comes to the eternal weight of glory that awaits for us in heaven. Did y'all catch that? Did y'all catch that? That that the, that 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 whatever we're dealing with, no matter how dark it is, no matter how heavy it feels, no matter how traumatic it is, what whatever we're dealing with in the earth realm, in the constrictions of time, whatever. I want you to understand that whatever you're dealing with. And I know there are some things in this life that are so traumatic, that are so desperate, that is so ugly, that is so ugh, that 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 you feel like life isn't worth living. But if, if I could get this to you right now. That whatever we're dealing with, when you know who Jesus Christ is and the pardon of your sin, it, it, it seems heavy in the earth realm, in the time uh, boundary. But it is light compared to the glory that God has for each and every person who has confessed Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. That's what I want to get across to you right now. Now, this is not not being so heavily minded that we're no earthly good. This is not waiting to get your reward in the sweet by and by. No, what it is, though, it is to change your perspective and really to empower you to face, deal with, and even overcome whatever you're suffering with right now. So that it does not take you out, but ultimately prepares you for what God has in store for you. And I close on this. What a major, awesome, incredible demonstration of God's sovereignty. That when Jesus returns to be glorified by all his saints, it is one that will last forever as humanity and angels and all of the universe for all of eternity will praise God forever and ever. And we will realize that our little time here on earth, be it 50, 60, 70, 80, 90, or even 100 years, pales in comparison to eternity where we will bask in the glory of God forever and forever and forever. Amen. And so with that, I, I close out this, this lesson because I want you to understand that God has great things in store, not only um, in the hereafter, but when you understand and appreciate the glory of God, it empowers you to deal with whatever you're facing and it strengthens you because you understand, watch this, and here's the shout, that your sufferings are light <laughs> in comparison to the glory of God. And if it's light, if it's light, even when it feels heavy, even when it feels traumatic, even when it feels dramatic, if it's light, that means that with God, you can handle it and overcome it. Amen.
You mean I can overcome? Yeah, you can overcome it. Whatever you're dealing with, you can overcome it. Because it's light. It doesn't seem light, but in comparison to what the glory of God is, it's light. Well, before I close out, let me um, see if there are any questions in the chat. And if you have any questions, um, put it in the chat so I can deal with it. And then uh, we'll close out our first Bible study of the year. Any questions? Um, any questions? Any questions? Any questions? Any questions? All right. Well, uh, I'm trying to make sure that I'm not missing anything. Um, um, as we close out, I, I want to apologize for uh, the spammers that's been trying to mess up our our chat flow. Uh, and we rebuke them in the name of Jesus. That's why we've been blocking them. <laughs> um, um, but uh, we're going to close out in prayer uh, at this particular time. And also just want to let you know that if you feel led to give, uh, you can give as far as Bible study is concerned or even give your offering right now. You can send a check or money order to St. Paul at 1401 Allen Street, Charlotte, 28205. Or you can drop off check cash or money order at the church. Call the church office at 704-334-5309. Make sure someone is there to receive it and um, put it in the safe. The other way that you can give is through uh, ACS uh, or Church Life, through our website, or you can give through the app called Givelify. Uh, however you want to give, you can do that at this time. Uh, you're sowing into great ground as far as that is concerned. And so thank you all so much for, uh, um, uh, for your time. Thank you for uh, this uh, opportunity to share as far as study is concerned with you. And uh, I ask that you all will continue to uh, lift up in prayer uh, persons that are dealing with a lot as far as this past season is concerned. Happy New Year to each and every one of you. And my prayer is that uh, this will be an incredible year as far as your life is concerned. Well, listen, have a great day. God bless you all. And may heaven continue to smile upon you and be gracious unto you. God, we thank you for this opportunity to have studied your word. Help us to understand that, God, because whatever we're dealing with, even though it feels heavy in the time, boundaries of time in the earth realm, it is light in comparison to what you have in store for us. Empower us to understand what it means to be an overcomer. Uh, in the real sense of the word and and how we don't have to give in to victimization, but we can ultimately be victors through Jesus Christ and his spirit. It's in Jesus name I pray. Amen. Well, listen, God bless you all. Have a great Thursday. And Lord said the same. I'll see you on Sunday, either physically or check us out virtually. God bless.